Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the LYFoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insight, thoughts, and experiences on today's topic. My name is Ayla, LYF Growth and Development Coordinator. And my name is JR, IT Tech and Web Admin for the Love Yourself Foundation. Ayla, what's up? Hey, I'm really excited for today's episode on boundaries. I am. And I think that we should talk about boundaries right now. So Ayla, I just want, no, I'm just kidding. This whole episode is going to be about that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I hope that people out there listening are ready to learn more about what boundaries are, how to incorporate them into your life. But I think this is kind of the like, topic where we have to kind of get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I'm very excited for today's episode. Yeah. If there's any topic that's extremely difficult for people, it's boundaries and while it seems very self-explanatory, it's a hard conversation to have and even harder to implement and actually enforce. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh, I will say right off the bat, I do not really incorporate a lot of boundaries into my life. And this is a perfect time for me to listen and understand more about that. So that way I can incorporate it a little bit more. So yeah, I'm excited to see what you think about what I have to say. Then. Oh yeah, I got tons of questions. So I'm gonna put my notebook down real quick and we're going to get right into what are boundaries. Uh, definition is a Personal boundaries are the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationships. A person with healthy boundaries can say no to others when they want to, but they are also comfortable opening themselves up to intimacy and close relationships. Along with that is a person who always keeps others at a distance, whether emotionally, physically, or otherwise, is said to have rigid boundaries. Alternatively, someone who tends to get too involved with others has porous boundaries. Yeah, so this definition is really good and it's the one that I would most go to. And what I want to point out here is it's not only your relationships with a significant other, but also with friends, with families, with coworkers, with strangers, anyone you encounter, you are supposed to have boundaries with mm-hmm. at least. Right. It's easier said than done, but it's really good to understand first that boundaries are with everyone. I like that. Yeah, I think that that is definitely important, obviously, for everybody out there is to understand you yourself and the idea of it's okay to distance yourself from others or set particular rules or guidelines to either protect yourself or to really understand what it is that you want out of life and setting those boundaries are going to be important for you to do that. 
Mm -hmm. and with rigid and porous boundaries i know you can hear that and be like what the heck is that what does that mean (laughs) so a rigid boundary is basically an individual who always says no Mm. and always is very private always to themselves and it's very rigid because you're not allowing yourself to have the space to grow you're very in your comfort zone and you're staying very solid with too many boundaries Mm. is what we would say and a porous individual would be one kind of like seeping in has no boundaries they Mm. always will say yes they always will do what the group is doing they don't have space to have to themselves or have a defining limit of you know this is what i want this is the line for me Mm -hmm. they have no line those are the two extremes and so ideally you have a common middle that will kind of go over how to navigate that middle but why have boundaries at all right jr like what is the point of having boundaries this leads to good mental and emotional health it leads to more autonomy and identity and it allows you to avoid burnout so when you have a good conversation with yourself saying where is the lines that i need to draw with every Everybody I encounter, whether it's all the different people that you can. What is the line? And once you enforce that, it allows you to have all these success with being your own individual person, having good mental and emotional health, knowing who you are. That's a big part of your identity is knowing what you're comfortable with and what you're not. And with burnout, oftentimes when you're either too rigid and you always say no or too porous, you always say yes, you have a sense of resentment because you're either not getting involved or not getting across what you need to to grow, or you're so involved that you're not doing what you really want to be doing and that leads to anger resentment stress and it leads you to be in an uncomfortable place which is not what we want no no not at all glad that you brought that up too because i never really understood or even realized that setting boundaries could promote these things when it comes to emotional health and autonomy especially with burnout as well i would say that for me now more so than ever it's trying to go away from the poorest side of things i know that me in the past i've always kind of been that yes person i will Mm. yes i'll do that oh yeah of course i'll sacrifice whatever is for me to better whatever the project is or or the person whatever case may be i would always leap into that space so not understanding the idea of saying no because i always thought it was a negative thing so i would always be willing to say yes to whatever it may be never realizing that it could promote that burnout mentality and Mm -hmm. that resentment or that anger I, i definitely have experienced that in the past of not allowing myself to create those boundaries with certain people or situations at work ultimately was a negative on me because I would be upset because I didn't have enough time to do what it is that I wanted to do or wanted to pursue whatever it is that I wanted to pursue because I knew that I had to take care of whatever this other thing I said yes to. So I'm excited to learn more and to understand all aspects of how to set appropriate boundaries and not to be that person who's just stick in the mud and I will not do this for anybody or anything. It really is about finding that balance. Yeah, and I used to be the opposite. I used to always say yes, and then eventually I did build resentment, and I became the person that would always say no. I had such strict boundaries after that. I was like, why is there two extremes to this? Why can't I have a happy medium? And I finally found that, which is great. But as everything, always easier said than done. And there are still instances where people overstep and it's still hard for me to point that out to them because there is a big confrontation that happens when you have to set that boundary with someone. And it's hard depending on the situation. But per the last episode, if you've listened to it, and I want to continue off of that with you, JR, about having your own well. And so I want you to picture that attached with every person is their own well filled with water and that water is their energy. 
Okay. And boundaries are kind of how you set who gets to take from the well mm. and at what point. And if you're always someone that says yes, everyone all day is taking from that well and you aren't having the opportunity to fill it back up or to take from it yourself. And that's where that resentment builds because you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's taking advantage of me being so nice. And right. I am uncomfortable telling them that they can't take from this because they're wanting to. You're someone that never lets anyone take from your well and you come against the opposite problem where you're like, why am I not able to help anybody? Or why is nobody asking me to use my well anymore? You know, you kind of create that opposite effect where you're either so involved with everyone else that you don't have time for yourself because you're not creating those boundaries or you're not involved with anyone else. And so you're feeling very isolated. And so as we go through the episode and I talk about the five different areas of boundaries, I want you to keep in mind the well that is attached to you. You ready for it? I'm ready. Cool. So boundaries are defined in five different areas, and these are physical boundaries, intellectual boundaries, emotional boundaries, material boundaries, and time boundaries. Physical boundaries is the one most people understand, like don't sit too close. Mm -hmm. Some people don't like hugging, you know, defining what you're comfortable with physically, whether that's sexually, whether that's just interacting in day to day, whatever it is that you need to define as a physical boundary. Intellectual boundaries are more of the side of how do I set a boundary with someone that is more of a logical it's not about being in my personal space but it's how we interact with each other emotional boundaries are the ways that people can overstep into your feelings or maybe about how you communicate those feelings it really has much more of a role into your mental health material boundaries is people's use of your things so oftentimes people will ask for stuff or Mm -hmm. however it may be and you're like well that's mine like (laughs) but i feel bad telling you that i don't want you to use it right that's something that happens often i know when i lived in the dorm that was very hard for me to say no I bought these things and they're for me and yeah. I only have enough for me and I don't want to share because you didn't buy it with your money or <laughs> you know it's definitely a hard thing and that's part of it and then last is time so this is the thing that commonly gets forgotten because people don't understand that your time is also your energy right and people using your time is still a part of invading your boundaries if it's invading to you and whether you are allowing them to take you away from what you want to be doing. Right. And that's something that is commonly one of the first things to go because you're saying yes to things that you maybe didn't want to spend time doing. And so I'm going to go over, once we get to our personal experiences, a few things that have impacted me when I evaluate my boundaries. So is there any questions you have so far, JR, about the different types of boundaries or? I would say not necessarily a question, but I have have noticed it within myself that the time boundary is the one that I struggle with the most. I think it's just because of my personality and who I typically am. I always want to help as much as I can. And I have noticed that I will sacrifice time for myself in order to get whatever it is done for others. If I need to help someone, I'm willing to find the time to do that. And I use the word sacrifice. I'm kind of sacrificing my own time in order to take care of that. But I, I just think that I'm starting to realize more so now that I need that time. And I recognize that within myself too, is that I do probably say yes to too many things. Uh, And last year was kind of the year that I allowed myself to start saying yes, because before I would just kind of say no, Mm -hmm. be a little bit reserved or what have you. And it wasn't necessarily a boundary thing. It was just more so of a confidence thing or or being too shy to say yes to Mm -hmm. certain things. So last year was really a big year for me. I was able to say yes to a lot more things, allowed me to be a part of Love Yourself Foundation and, and everything that entails with that. So I don't regret any of that period of my life. But what I'm starting to understand now, especially with me being self-employed and trying to figure out my own business is that it might take me saying no to a couple of things mm-hmm. and not feeling bad about that. That's the problem that I seek 
within myself, or at least I, I understand, is sometimes when I'm saying no, it, it kind of comes off as a negative. And now that you were saying that earlier too, is that you know saying no in order for you to regain that time back might be necessary for me right now. And to actually put in place boundaries with certain people or certain businesses or anything that may come up is you're really just reclaiming yourself at the end of it. And it allows you to have that time to yourself for what it is that you need to do for you. So time is definitely the number one thing that I'm trying to tackle for myself and understand that I need to set those boundaries for Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And there is something that I want to mention because a lot of times you talk about setting a boundary for other people to not cross over to take from your will. But you also do set boundaries with yourself, whether unconsciously or consciously. And so when you say, I didn't say yes because I was shy, I prompt you to think about if whether you set a limit on yourself. Because a boundary is Mm. literally like a limit that you are setting for yourself that you don't want to cross either. So when you're setting that line, you're saying, I don't want other people to cross the line, but I'm not allowing myself to cross it either. And so sometimes when we're setting these things up and we're saying, I'm not going to try for this, what we're telling ourselves is maybe we're not good enough to try for it. What if we fail if we try for it? And we're kind of binding ourselves in this box of saying, this is what I'm going to stay inside because I know this is safe. And that's where our comfort zone comes in. So there's a lot of things that interact here when it comes to boundary. I just prompt you to think about that. <laughs> that's very interesting. I never really thought about that either. I always think a boundary is more of an external process for other people or other things that are around me, but never necessarily setting a boundary to myself of not allowing me to do something or not wanting to do something. So that's very interesting that you said that. So I'm definitely going to be thinking about that a lot more. Yeah, I think it's important. And I think often people don't realize it is because the reason that they're putting that boundary in place for themselves is because of something else that occurred to them, whether Mm -hmm. it's an experience with another person, another event, something that has happened to make them think, I can't step beyond this line. I I tried before, it didn't work, so I obviously needed to set a line to protect myself, basically, from going again. So I think that's really interesting. That is interesting. I like that. And there are a couple expansions that I want to talk about with the five different examples of the boundaries, just to make sure that it's really clear how each thing falls into the categories. So with physical boundaries, this is close touch, PDA, unwanted comments regarding appearance even. Mm. And so an example of this is saying, I don't find comments like that funny or about that funny. You'd say, oh, wouldn't that be mental? But it's more about understanding that if someone's commenting about your appearance or saying something, it's even having the boundary of saying, I'm protecting my physical space Mm. and understanding that. And so there's a lot of the different things that play into it. With intellectual boundaries, this is the freedom to have your own thoughts, beliefs, values, and opinions as well. And so this is even saying, I respect that you have a different opinion than me. This is my opinion. And setting that boundary in stone. Because often, especially in college, I've seen a lot of people will try to push their opinion on you and push you to do something you don't want to do. And in that, this is where intellectual boundaries come in. You need to say, I respect you for having that opinion and wanting that, but I need to set this boundary that that's not for me. Right. Or that's not something that I am interested in doing, or that's not how I feel about this. And that's something that I constantly was confronted with through high school and college because peer pressure never got to me. Yeah. And I was lucky for that because that's obviously a cause of a lot of people's distress is being pressured to do things they don't want to do. And I was always kind of the rigid person of saying, and I was very comfortable saying, no. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Why would I want to do that? You know, and some people struggle with that a lot for some reason. 
that totally didn't phase me when I was younger. Now I'm a little bit more conscious of it, but that's part of intellectual boundaries. Emotional boundaries are boundaries around inappropriate topics, emotional dumping, and missing emotions. So this is really interesting to me because a lot of times, this is where you'll hear people say, are you in a good space right now for me to rant to you or vent mm-hmm. to you? And this is where boundaries come in of maybe you are really busy and you don't have the time to hear someone vent to you and it, it's hard to say no because right. you know they need it you yeah. know they they're and obviously be there. yeah yeah and so it's very difficult i find in that one especially for me to know that someone is needing something emotionally and knowing that i am not in the space either with my time or in the headspace to take in that information which yeah. i think is really interesting next is material and this is something that's pretty self-explanatory boundaries around possessions when they can be used and how they are treated i think those two parts are important as well so not only that someone can use whatever it is but also that they are treating it the way that you want it to be and an example of this was you can't use my car on the weekend setting a boundary that easy and this one is also like i said it's a weird thing because we are very attached to the things that we have and we expect other people to understand that but Mm -hmm. sometimes we just feel like some people overstep right right. (laughs) or we see that people aren't treating it the way that we do for whatever reason you know maybe they grew up differently or whatever and it's an awkward conversation to say hey actually can you not do that (laughs) (laughs) it's it's really awkward to say because you think am i gonna make it awkward am i is it gonna be silent am i gonna kill the mood like what's happening but again you're just gonna build that anger with watching the person use it wrong or take advantage of letting them use it and annoyance or that irritation will start to build over time and then eventually you're gonna blow up and then you're going to say, okay, I'm not going to let them use it ever again, but I'm not going to tell them why I'm not going right. to let them use it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, it's really uncomfortable and it's hard to approach. Yeah. And then with time, not only boundaries around who you're giving your time to, but also with people being late contacting you. I think that oftentimes it's hard to say this person is always late every time we plan something and Mm -hmm. it's wasting my time planning stuff waiting for them them not taking my time seriously and that's something that i think that unfortunately can happen often with certain individuals and that's an awkward conversation of itself and that's where the entirety of boundaries comes into that uncomfortableness because you just want to scream right 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 (laughs) you're like how do i have this conversation in any of these instances with anyone and i would say that as we talk about it more, you would think strangers may be easier to set those boundaries to because it's kind of setting them up up front and that if you know someone for a long time, it's a lot harder to say, you know, I've known you seven right. years, but quote unquote, today I want to stop this habit from happening. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that all of that is just really interesting to understand because sometimes you might lump a lot of this stuff together or not understand what differentiates between all of these topics. So it's interesting to see the breakdown of all of them. And as you were talking, I was thinking about the different types of boundaries that are coming up within every category, like intellectual. We've been going through, you know, last year was a political climate and BLM was a thing. And now it's about vaccination. So there's a lot of this intellectual discussion about you know are you or aren't you and being able to have those kind of discussions with people and understanding like hey okay i understand this is where you're coming from but this is my opinion too and i want to make sure that there's this boundary that we don't cross even though we don't see eye to eye and the time as well is you know maybe making yourself a little bit too available which gives people the notion that oh he can do this at any time He's not doing anything. Let's just hit him up and he'll always say yes. So I definitely feel a lot of that 
kind of plays into these categories. And if I can probably just go into the personal experiences of self-employment right now with me being on my own and trying to start my own business, the boundary that I'm starting to understand now is setting that time boundary and making people realize that even though I am not going to a nine to five anymore, doesn't mean that I'm going to be constantly available for everything and understanding for myself too within that boundary is I'm setting time for myself to do what is necessary to get me to the next level and not you know kind of wasting that time either doing nothing or doing too much for other people so I I appreciate you breaking that down because now I understand that a lot more now than I ever have and another intellectual boundary would be religion for me I'm more of a spiritual type of person I don't necessarily believe in in one god but I guess you would consider me agnostic but my sister she is her whole family And there have always been these kind of butting head moments between me and her of not really being on the same page. And her kids go to school at the church that they go to. So a lot of the activities that are there or like family nights or award nights are there at the church. And usually they have a sermon beforehand and then they do all that stuff. Well, usually in the past, I would just go. I wouldn't even create a boundary of just saying, no, I don't want to go because I I, I either don't believe what they're saying or I just am uncomfortable in this Mm. environment. I would just go anyways and it would make me feel uncomfortable. I don't like being in that environment just for the sake of, you know, seeing my nephews get straight A award or whatever it may be. So then eventually it got to a point where I had to talk to my sister and just tell her like, hey, you know, me being in church makes me uncomfortable. I don't like that environment. It it makes me uneasy. So I'm just not going to go to these things anymore. I'll go to anything else. I'll go to the house, whatever the case may be. But if it has anything to do with the church, I'm not going to do it. So that was maybe one example of me actually setting a boundary between me and my sister. Are me and my sister on good terms? Absolutely. Do we hate each other? No. But it was necessary to have that conversation of setting that boundary of you don't have to force yourself to go to these things if you don't believe in what it is that they're saying or if that environment makes you uncomfortable, it's okay to say, no, I'm not going to go. So yeah, that's kind of my personal experiences with yeah. that. Before I go into mine, I just want to say that there's two things that happen with setting boundaries. It's one, you need to be comfortable accepting other people's boundaries too. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's unfortunate that in the US at least, it's so much of an uncomfortable topic and it's a taboo topic to set boundaries and have that be the standard because all of us do go through those emotions and have to face that uncomfort in ourselves mm-hmm. and really say, man, like I'm beating myself up because I hate having to do this thing, but I also don't want to have this conversation because I'm afraid of it causing bad feelings. Mm-hmm. And there, so much time would be saved if more people had a more accepting approach to it's okay to have that conversation and have it often because you can change as a person one day see things differently and I had a similar experience with religion I grew up agnostic and never felt part of the church and anytime people talked to me about it I felt uncomfortable and felt like it was being forced Mm -hmm. onto me and I did kind of set the boundary of like I don't want to go or be a part of that and I'll do it on my own time and today I am Christian and am doing that on my own free will but I know that I also don't impose on other people's boundaries I don't make that the whole center point of my conversation and force that because I understand that it's not for everyone and why in, in any sort of boundary why are you going to force anyone to do anything and that comes into the intellectual point you need to understand people have different experiences different values and different boundaries different things that they want to happen and that's where my second point comes in is it comes down to having a positive communication experience mm-hmm. so this is the hard part for a lot of people and a lot of the 
things that I see in people's interactions that I would correct comes down to the way that you're saying things. So while you want to set a boundary and you want to say, I don't want to go to church with you guys anymore, makes me uncomfortable. There's two different ways to say that. And oftentimes people will be saying things in a defensive manner. So when they go about setting a boundaries, they will do it defensively. And that will come across in a negative light because people will be like, whoa, why are you attacking me? Or why are you treating this like, I didn't even know it was a problem for you. You never said it was a problem. Right, right. <laughs> and so once you start, like, attacking is kind of a big word for it, but more so being very defensive and kind of cold about it, that's when people start saying, oh my gosh, why is this happening? And so in this scenario, if you went up to your sister and you were like, I think what you're doing there is horrible and it makes me feel sick and I just don't want to be a part of it at all. Approaching it that way when that was never the right, intent, right. you know, like really your goal is to tell her you don't want to go and still have the relationship be good and not have it be bad in any way. And so attacking in that way kind of makes them be like, whoa, why are you imposing on something that I value a lot? And that's what happens often. Yeah. But instead, you can flip the script and say, I know this is something you really enjoy and value. And I'm really proud of everything that my nephew and whoever mm-hmm. else is accomplishing. And I just want you to know that in the past, I've really tried to be there and it's made me feel uncomfortable. And I've tried as much as I could. And I just want you to know that at this time, I want to put myself in a position to not feel that way anymore, but I will still support in the best way I can. And once you say it that way, you can see the total difference. Right. Because they're like, oh. More accepting. Yeah. They're like, well, you still accept that I'm doing this and you're not judging me for doing it, right. making me feel bad for doing it or making me feel bad for you having to do it in the past because mm-hmm. they didn't make that for you. Right. Yes, they invited you or wanted you to be there, but it's ultimately always up to you to make the decision to do whatever it is. And so any boundaries that come across, it comes down to, are you going to be defensive? Are you going to be argumentative about it? Or are you going to approach it in that positive light? How do I talk about this in a way that is very stern in my beliefs and not in a way that people can convince you otherwise but in a way that isn't really harming them or judging them in any way right i think that's beautiful too just to see how language can be so powerful and how tone is so important and how you convey all of that into what it is that you're trying to get across that if you don't understand or take it into a different light like you said the the negative way of saying that phrase has a totally different connotation Mm -hmm. has a different experience has a different outcome versus being gentle with it but also being forthright with what it is that you're trying to express so i think that that is something that's important especially for everyone who's listening to is understand how it is that you're saying what it is that you're saying not just to other people but to yourself too i think is powerful also Yeah, and I think that oftentimes we want to put the blame on the other person because we've built up this resentment. We've built up this uncomfortable situation where we we are either lending out stuff or they're invading personal space or whatever. And we we are blaming them, Mm -hmm. but it's not their fault. And so once we settle in that blame, once we approach the conversation, that's when more often than not, it comes to that blaming nature. When yeah. we're putting that boundary down. And that's where it's problematic because, like I said, it's ultimately up to you at the end of the day. Unless people are very kind and understanding of boundaries and say, hey, I know that this may be a little weird for you because whatever reason, are you still comfortable with it? Which not everyone does. Right. You you can't really blame anyone but yourself. And it's hard because you're like, well, I have no experience having those conversations and it will be uncomfortable. Right. And when I was first starting... I first got kind of situated with boundaries once I started therapy in 2018. And for me, it started with relationships because I never knew how to set a boundary like when things were going too fast or where 
I wanted to go to eat or whatever was mm-hmm. happening, how often we would go see each other, or go on dates. I never knew how to say no, because how do you tell someone you don't want to spend that much time with them? <laughs> <laughs> it can be uncomfortable. But if you take away that mentality of it and say, you want this to succeed, you want this relationship to be a positive thing. And I'm saying this now to make sure that I don't end up having those feelings. Right. And that way, when you approach the conversation, you say, hey, I noticed we've been spending a lot of time together. And because of that, I'm not getting as much done as I want to be. Or I, I want to have more time for these things that I've been letting go of to spend time with you. And because of that, after I realized that, I wanted you to know that I think that I need more time for myself in mm-hmm. the future. And it's not because of you. It's because of what I think I need. Right. And that kind of lets them know that Again, you're not blaming them because that you've never told them before. Right. A friend, a coworker, even a boss, like anyone that you come into counter with, that's where it's really important to make sure calm down for a second and stop putting the blame on them for something that they didn't know was a problem in the first place. Yeah. And it becomes a little bit different when you set that boundary and they continue to cross it. That's where the consequences that need to come in, because if it's something that's truly important to you and this person is continuing to cross the line and continuing to disrespect a boundary you've set down, that's when you need to decide, okay, do I need to either stop interacting with this person? Do I need to make sure that a certain part of my life does not connect with them anymore? What do I need to do to make sure because, or do I need to have another conversation and say, hey, you know, I've told you about this. I've told you it's important to me and I don't know why it's still a problem is there anything i can do to make sure that we can remain friends (laughs) you can hear it in my voice really it's about having that calm positive conversation and making sure that they understand yes you have something that's different than what has been going on in the relationship but that doesn't mean that you're attacking them for it and it doesn't mean that you want the relationship to change in any way it just means that for your own happiness you need to set this line yeah What's interesting, too, when it comes to boundaries is the realization of honesty, that being honest, not only with yourself, but the person that you're setting that boundary with or the job that you have, whatever it may be, you're being honest. And that is what is really important out of all of it is you're setting this boundary because you want to be honest with this other person. It's not that, like you said, you're not attacking this person. It's nothing that promotes negativity or anything like that. Honesty is key. And allowing yourself to be honest with whoever that may be or the job that you have or school or whatever the case is seems to be easier the more that you do it. Where we've been talking about how we're not too used to setting boundaries or having those conversations with people. I think that the more time you spend with being honest with yourself, the more time you spend being honest with people who are around you, the easier it is to create these boundaries, the easier it is to have these conversations. So I know that for me, that's what I've been really trying to focus on a lot more too, is just be honest, be upfront with people, you know, just be as authentic as you can. That way, you know, that when you have these conversations, not only does it get easier, the other person on the other end understands who you are, what is it that you're asking for? And there's no questions or stories that need to be brought up that it is all out on the table and we decide what we want to do going forward from there. Yeah, honesty is so important. And I think that when you're talking to someone, for me, honestly, whenever I in the past would say no or yes, I would feel like I have to come up with an excuse. Do I really have a good reason why I'm telling them I don't want to? And I feel like I would have to create a reason for them so that they wouldn't be upset with me. Mm -hmm. But just being honest and saying, hey, I know we planned to have lunch today. I'm not really feeling like I want to go out right now. We can reschedule, though I really do want to go out with you at, at some point. Yeah. And that honesty right there, no one can be mad at that. You're, no. You know, I, and I think that 
for me, many times I would go through with things I didn't want to. And I would say, oh, like, and blaming the person again. And for me, I would rather have someone tell me in an honest way, hey, Ayla, I'm not trying to do this today. Or I thought I was comfortable with it, but you actually can't use this. But I hope that's okay. You know, and just Mm -hmm. saying in a genuine response, I can't be mad at that. No, you can't. And I I think that makes us kind of better people because of that by expressing the honesty and to really trying to be the best person you can not only for yourself but for those are around you and you know i've had those experiences too where just something simple as somebody inviting you out somewhere and then you having to come up with that excuse or that lie of you know oh i'm not feeling well i don't think i'm going to be there but really you're just you just didn't want to go yeah it's okay to be honest with people and just say hey i'm not feeling it I just don't want to go tonight. That's fine. And I think that builds even better bonds with the people that you're around too, is that they know that you're going to be honest with them. Mm -hmm. They know that it's not going to be a lie. It's not going to be some kind of excuse all the time. That person is just being honest. And like you said, you can't fault them for that. And so for my personal experiences, like I mentioned with me saying yes all the time and then saying no all the time, there's two kind of ends of the spectrum and it's really hard to find the balance. But for me, I know that the more I say yes and the more new things I try, the more I'll grow. And so I get conflicted with, should I try this new thing even though I'm not really sure if I want to join a volleyball team or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that is different? Do I want to say no because it kind of feels like it's too much for me at this moment, but then I'm not having the opportunity to grow? So it's kind of a little battle for me personally when I think about those sort of things but you need to learn to say no to things in order to value what you already have planned and one of my biggest problems is we'll say I'm doing recording an episode on this day and I'm Mm -hmm. doing this and this and then when the time comes someone will say hey want to hang out and I'll say yeah but I'm not respecting the boundaries I set up in the first place to say that I need to make sure these things get done and I'm letting other people impose on them which could end up creating resentment it's just a chain of reaction there and so learning to say no helps you value your own time better it lets you create that sense of confidence because you know that you have the power to say I know what I need to do I know what I I want to do and I am okay with telling people that whatever they're asking me to do is not at this time yeah but it's also important to not be so rigid in that thought that you don't allow yourself the growth of saying yes and so when you're learning to say yes in a boundary know that I have that conversation in my head where I'm like okay is this going to make me happier or is it going to make me sad (laughs) is this something that is taking away from something else that I prioritize because I think that a good personal boundary is knowing what do I value and what am I allowing to take away from that for some reason and so when you're thinking about saying yes it's about knowing what am I taking away from and am i okay with taking away from that it's all a conversation within yourself and the first part to setting up a boundary is really talking to yourself and saying what are the areas of each of these categories that i know i'm okay with even if you have to draw a chart for each Mm -hmm. one like a comfort zone circle and then right in the circle all the things you're okay with and outside of the circle all the things that is not okay (laughs) (laughs) and that way you can physically see okay i know where the line is for me Mm. i can see in each of these categories where it's not okay anymore for me to experience this or maybe there are instances where i'm okay stepping outside of that line if i'm really if my well is full and i'm feeling good but it all starts with a conversation with yourself and i think that that's a common theme we've seen through the podcast is having that inner reflection and then taking the actions to actually implement it really interesting i'll be curious if people out there 
that are listening would actually try that activity and create that circle and see what are you comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of it would surprise some people. It would surprise me because I've never done an activity like that before. But I'm pretty sure going through that process, I'll understand a little bit more about myself and then maybe possibly be able to create new boundaries Mm -hmm. for myself because I never really allowed myself the time to figure all that stuff out. I think the pandemic really opened people's eyes as to what it is that they want for themselves personally. But I don't think that we actually had taken the time to, you know, create those boundaries to allow yourself to grow even more depending on what that may be. So like you said, all these conversations that we've been having is kind of culminating into the idea of you loving yourself and you growing as a person. And this is just another step yeah, I think that doing the activity is a great way to visually see I'm a visual person, but you can do a pro-con list in the same way of on the left, write all the things you're comfortable with on the right. But for me, seeing the circle and seeing the physical line of when it oversteps is really important. And kind of understanding the different scenarios that come with it, like your boundaries first month in a relationship are different than two years in. Right. And so it's kind of a constant evaluation of now where my relationship is with this person, friend, dating, family member, whoever, what boundaries do I think need to be set? And I've seen friendships that I've had for seven to 10 years where at some point I'm like, okay, I know that I need to set a boundary with myself to not talk about certain topics with them. And I'm still friends with them, but there's some different topics in the circle, I guess you can say, where I can talk about these topics that are in the circle and outside the circle are the things that I know that they don't respond positively to or that I just don't feel comfortable talking to them anymore. So you can kind of change the activity in a few ways, but it tells you a lot about yourself and it allows you to really be like, whoa, I know that these few things are happening in these relationships. And I didn't realize it until I wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that you brought that up too about boundaries that other people set for you. I think that this conversation that we've been having is a lot about kind of that inward realization of what boundaries you need to set for yourself. But you can also learn from the boundaries that people have set on you or those boundaries that you have crossed from other people. Because all of this is growth. All of this Mm -hmm. is for you to understand who you are better. And you have to take not only the things that you're setting for yourself, but the things that people are setting on you too. There have been multiple times that people have set a boundary on me or that I might have crossed a boundary before and somebody had to remind me of, you know, what it may be. That just made me a better person. Maybe in the moment it didn't feel too good or I felt bad about it. Especially if you don't have experience with boundaries. Exactly. But the more that I realize that these different categories are available, that the difference between saying yes and saying no and understanding that, you know, we're all human beings and we all believe in certain things that are good for us that are not good for us. And we have to kind of understand that as a collective, that boundaries, regardless if it's yours or somebody else's, allows you to understand who you are and you understand the other person even more, too. Yeah, definitely. And it all comes down to having that conversation with the individual and being okay with them saying, I'm glad we're talking about this because I actually have a boundary I want to set too and not feeling offended by that. Because I think it's kind of an instinct to be offended when someone puts a boundary. Are you saying that something I did was wrong? Like, (laughs) Because you may not have thought that that was something that needed a boundary at all. And we are all our own people, our own experiences and have our own opinions of what's right and wrong, like you were saying. And so it takes some practice definitely to not only be comfortable communicating your own boundaries but receiving it right right and that's where the whole idea of being comfortable with being uncomfortable kind of comes from too is yeah we don't have these conversations all the time 
but I'm pretty sure just like for you and me, if we were to have a conversation about boundaries and set certain things that it'd be easier for us to do it for each other just because we understand one another and we want to make sure that we are better for each other. So I think it's just all very interesting stuff. Yeah. And like I said, practice is really where it comes. The more often you either think about how you're going to communicate it and go through it, that's where it's going to become a lot easier to set it. When I was first learning about it, me and my friend, she was also learning about boundaries. She's a psychology major. And we were talking about how difficult it is for some reason, even as psychology majors, to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like we are learning about how to be a good person and all these things of living a happy life. And even learning that we still have a difficulty with it. And so we said, okay, we'll practice on each other. Like we're friends, newly friends. Let's set these boundaries and have the conversations and see what it's like and maybe how we need to change the script a little bit of how to communicate it. And so starting with someone that you're definitely comfortable with and know will receive it well is a good place to start because that way you know that your friendship's not going to stop that their understanding of what a boundary means it helps you move a lot further that's really cool and the fact that you guys were kind of mentally prepared for that moment and you're just newly friends like you said is a powerful thing so it's really cool that you did that yeah i think so i learned a lot from it and we were able to see how to communicate it and make sure that we're not placing blame or are imposing our opinions on the other person but simply saying this makes me feel x and because of that i need to prohibit y yeah. And not feeling offended from that and just saying, okay, I'm glad we can still be friends and that you're telling me this so it doesn't allow that in the future that you become upset with me and can't continue this relationship. Yeah. I think that is such a strong mentality too, to be able to have those conversations without blowing up on one another or being offended. And it's so easily in the society that we live in, the world that we live in now, that everything is either offensive or, or wrong. I think it really does take to have those conversations like we've been saying throughout this episode of just talk it out, be honest with one another, and things will get done. Things will be improved or bettered or whatever the case may be. Just mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah, I think it's a lot harder. When I think of boundaries, I still need to set with friends that I've known for a long time. I think about how it's kind of weird to suddenly be like, okay, I know you've been acting this way towards me a long time and now I'm setting this boundary in stone because it's kind of like, well, I've been doing that six years you've known me. Why... Like, it feels weird that you're suddenly telling me this and it can feel like an attack. And I want you to know, those listening, you too, JR, that you can look up online different ways to communicate those things. We all have very similar experiences, no matter how much we want to admit we don't. Right, yeah. And there are lots of people that talk about different ways to go about approaching each kind of boundary and even some sort of scripts that you can go off of. Because at first you're like, well, how do I even start that conversation? What do mm-hmm. I even say? But know that it's possible and it just takes some effort to kind of learn and get a hold of. Yeah, I'm learning quite a bit right now and we're not even done yet. So (laughs) let's go ahead and get into some quotes here. First one we have is we can say what we need to say. We can gently but assertively speak our mind. We do not need to be judgmental, tactless, blaming or cruel when we speak our truths. And this is just playing into that idea again of being honest and allowing people to express themselves and be accepting of that, which sometimes can be a hard thing. Yeah, it's a great quote. I'm so glad you found that. It really plays on what I'm saying that not only approaching the conversation that way, but stop thinking that the other people are approaching it as an attack on you. And if you just accept it as this is my truth and their truth may be different, but I want this to be a positive relationship moving forward. And so I'm willing to make the adjustments to make sure that they're comfortable. Yeah, It's really great. 
So the other quote we have here is, boundaries are a part of self-care. They are healthy, normal, and necessary from Doreen Virtue. And this really plays on why we're, we're talking about it in this episode, because to truly love yourself and to take care of yourself is to set these in stone and say, for my own happiness, for my well's ability to live, I need to make sure that I'm being honest with myself, being honest with other people. Yeah. And just with every topic that we have on the conversation, boundaries is another one of those that it attributes to your ability to love yourself, your ability to provide that self-care. So it, it not only is it good for you, but it's that idea of having these types of conversations to make it normal and for things to not be uncomfortable when you want to bring up a topic like boundaries. It's super necessary. And the more that we talk about it, the more that we have these discussions, the easier it will get. Yeah, definitely. I think that if you take the approach of wanting to do it with every new person you meet, it becomes a lot easier of practicing it. And so it will be a little bit difficult with the people you already know to go back and say, hey, we've known each other a long time. I want to sit down with this piece of paper and tell you all the things that I'm not comfortable with. But like I said, when I did know my friend for only a month or so at the time, it was a lot easier because we had no previous experiences to go off of. So it wasn't necessarily offensive when she told me what she wasn't comfortable with because, I mean, I've never imposed on them. And it's a lot harder when I have done things and then all of a sudden someone's like, this and this and this. And I'm like, whoa, like, I didn't know I was upsetting you this whole time. (laughs) So, you know, we're going to go over kind of how to approach that and what to do. Before we do that, though, I just have a quick question about that exercise that you and your friend did. How much of that exercise made you or have you learned more about her through that process? Was it a lot? Yeah, when especially when you're first meeting someone. But I mean, even if it's someone you've known for a long time, you're able to be honest and genuine and know what they're feeling in these experiences. And that's where it really does allow you to learn about them because otherwise you would never know that they're uncomfortable doing something or that they don't like when you do something. Mm-hmm. I did learn a lot about her. We were already pretty good friends. We were co-workers and about a month in, decided to have the conversation. And I remember being like, wow, I never would have thought that you would have cared about that or me personally doesn't find that as a problem but i like to i'm glad i know now so that it doesn't create that and it not only lets you learn about them but it builds the connection because you know you can trust each other and that you know that you both value each other just in general yeah that's really awesome I would probably say to those that are listening that with a friend of yours and to see exactly how much you can grow with that person too. Because I think it's all of it is really beneficial for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even saying, hey, I'm learning about boundaries right now and I really want to practice setting them and I trust you. And so that already sets up the conversation you're having with them that you think of them positively. And saying, if you want, I can tell you a little bit about what I've learned and we both can talk to each other. And so that way you both are having experience and it doesn't feel like you one-sidedly being like, hey, I'm ready to set in these different lines that you can't cross anymore. Well, with that being said, we can give you a couple tips on how to go about that process. So number one, know your limits. Clearly define what your intellectual, emotional, physical, and spiritual boundaries are with strangers, work colleagues, friends, family, and intimate partners. Yeah, it comes from what I said with the activity. If that's how you want to structure it, that's how I structure it. Just writing it down, taking time to yourself without distractions to really think about it and even look at what online says because maybe you don't have boundaries and you don't even realize that you could have it in that area. And so kind of just thinking about where do you feel like lines are crossed when what situations propose that Yeah. and knowing, okay, what could I do to limit those things from happening? So the first step is really that awareness. 
And if anything, it makes you understand yourself even more because maybe you, like you said, you haven't experienced an experiment like this or you haven't set any boundaries before, but maybe there's a lot that can come out of you just finding things about yourself by defining what's important to you. So mm-hmm. definitely. Number two, be assertive. Creating and stating boundaries is great, but it's the follow through that counts. The only way to truly alert others that your boundaries have been crossed is to be direct with them. And I think this is probably the hardest one out of all of these steps is being as honest with somebody and when they cross that boundary. Yeah, this is important. And something to remember is if you're communicating to someone that you need a change, it's obviously because you've thought about it and realized it's for the best. And they are telling you that you're wrong or trying to manipulate or restructure you to think that, you know, I actually don't need this boundary. That's a problem and that's a red flag. And you need to make sure that you are stern. And it is hard. And I promise that more often than not, they'll be very receptive of it. But there will be people who will try to tell you that you're wrong or that boundary doesn't need to be set or that you're misinterpreting things and when that happens you have to stay confident Mm -hmm. and that really comes from knowing why you're setting the boundary and reminding yourself in them telling you that you know this is a problem and i i don't want to waver from it yeah that kind of reminds me of the the boundary for time that i'm trying to set for myself and um being as honest with people who feel or that i feel are stepping over that boundary and you know just letting people know because we forget sometimes or maybe it wasn't conveyed the best that i could but just reminding those that step over that boundary of just like hey i I put this in place for a reason it's not to be a negative thing but just so you know this is why i'm doing it and to be more aware of it Mm -hmm. even if you have to blame yourself really if someone's like hey you want to come out with us and some friends and you know that you don't have the time for that like you're really going to be struggling with finishing your tasks if you do go out and so you want to say no instead of just blatantly saying no and then being like come on you have time like you probably don't have that much to do it's fine and then stepping over just be honest and say maybe i do have time maybe i don't but i know that i'm going to be very stressed thinking about all the things i have to do and i'm not comfortable going out until i finish it right and even reassure them say i do want to go out with you guys eventually or i really would love to come out tonight but i do need to make sure this stuff is done and reverting it back to that what are they going to do tell you you're wrong like they don't know what you have to do and again it comes down to knowing why number three practice makes perfect affirming your boundaries means that you value yourself your needs and your feelings more than the thoughts and opinions of others being assertive does not mean that you are unkind it only means that you are being fair and honest with them and thus kind to them in the long run while maintaining your peace dignity and self Yeah, like I've been mentioning, we've been talking about the more you do it, the easier it gets. And it also does build your relationship with that person because they know that you trust them enough to say that and that you trust them enough to have them receive it well. It builds the relationships and just takes you doing it. Yeah, it's going back to just being honest, being honest with yourself, being honest with those that are around you, especially when it comes to your boundaries. Just make sure that everyone is on the same level and everyone understands one another. Definitely. And the last one is if all else fails, delete and ignore. Remind yourself of your own worth and that no one has the right to make you feel uncomfortable or take your self-defined space away from you. Yeah, I think we always want to be in situations where we have a reason. Like, oh, I have to tell them why I don't want to hang out. And what is that reason? Like, I just don't feel like it. What do I tell them? But kind of saying there doesn't ever have to be a reason. If you just feel some sort of way, that's enough reason of its own. And so not only is it important to set the boundaries, but it is important to set consequences. And that's still something that I work on to this day, knowing 
what am I going to do? Stop being friends with them? Stop mm-hmm. dating them? Like, how am I going to define that? And making sure maybe the first time if they do it again, I have a conversation again and I say, hey, just letting you know, I see that you're overstepping and I'm uncomfortable with that. And it's making me feel upset and I really don't want this to cause harm to our relationship at all yeah. going from there. Yeah. I think I said that another point was the hardest one. I think that this one is probably the hardest one because this is the part that has repercussions, right? Is if they don't understand or they don't respect the boundary that you have, how is it that you reinforce that idea on them if they continue to overstep? But I think the more that you practice, like you said, the more that you do it, the more you become comfortable with it, you will understand and you will realize what is important to you. If it comes down to that point where you have to let go of some people because it's becoming too much as hard as that may be it might be beneficial for you over time and you should be okay with that definitely it is hard to let go of things but that's where you have that conversation with yourself and very on theme for our our Uh, yes have the conversation with yourself and say is this boundary really so strong that i need to lose them in my life and if you're setting a boundary in the first place it's probably a yes and so if you keep having that conversation with them and you're saying this is really affecting me i'm not happy when i have to do this and i've told you many times and i don't know why you keep crossing over that they're probably not a good friend they're probably not a good partner yeah it's hard it really is all of boundaries are hard. <laughs> yes, that is the moral of this episode is boundaries are hard, but are necessary for yeah. your own self-worth, really. So I want to hear from you, from what you've learned in this episode. How do you think we can use this information to love ourselves? I think that setting boundaries really does show the self-care that is necessary for you. And this whole journey of us loving ourselves includes boundaries. As uncomfortable as it may be or as hard as it may be, it seems to be really necessary in order for us to get to that next level of, you know, who you want to be or where we see ourselves. So I think using boundaries or setting boundaries to allow yourself to become that person or to give you that flexibility or that leeway between others, family members, your job, whatever whatever it may be, ultimately is doing good for you. And I think that if we're going to continue to love ourselves and understand who we are and, and get to that point, boundaries are going to be a part of that journey. Yeah, beautifully said. It's exactly that. To love yourself and care yourself is to know what you want and what you don't want. We talked about in the beginning of the episode, it really tells you about who you are as a person and allows you to connect in that self-discovery journey of I'm getting the confidence now to know that these things don't make me happy and that these things do make me happy. And I know how to communicate that now with other people. Yeah. Man, what an episode, huh? Yeah, quite a long one today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, quite a long one with a ton of information in it. But for everyone who's out there, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what boundaries mean to you. Yeah, we always love to hear what you have to say. And also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content, grow the show, and continue teaching you. So thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.
Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in.